Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me on the show today, Debbie G and Neo Positivity. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're especially happy because we have a full house again. We got Neo here. We got Debbie G here. We have a guest here. Well, this is like a, this is like the way it was in the old days. This is great. So, <laughs> right? I mean, well, that's what it feels days. like. It feels like it's been a long time <laughs> since we had the whole crew here. But uh, been a no, long time great. since rock and roll. There you go. There you go. It's yeah. been a minute. It's been a long it's time. Been a minute. And we we have a special guest joining us. Also, her name is Magic Barkley. Now. If you've had any health issues, you might want to think about what you've experienced and what Magic's experienced. She's had cancer. She's had Lyme disease. She's had a stroke. She's had diabetes. She's had a heart attack. She's a hypoxia survivor. How does that match up to you, to whatever you're dealing with? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you're going to learn a few, few things today. So Magic, thank you for joining us. How you feel? I hope you're feeling good after all that introduction. I'm feeling great, and thanks for having me. Good, good, good. I'm glad. And, and by the way, we want to thank you for joining us. You are contacting us from down under. It's 6 a.m. as you're reporting this with us. That's heroic. Yep. So thank you very much for taking the time this early in the morning to actually wake up, open your eyes and say, oh, my goodness, the world is here. <laughs> so and what a great experience to wake up and say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about the background. Tell us what happened with all this. Yeah. Well, look, for years... I was mistreating my body. I mean, I was an alcoholic by 17. You know, I was not doing very safe behaviours at the point of 21. And I actually didn't have a life plan past 21 because I kind of did everything I could to write myself off. Mm. And, you know, when you're young, you think, that's all right, I'll stop all that, I'll grow up and everything will be fine. Well, everything wasn't fine because I'd done so much damage early. And... As I got older, I started finding that I had these diagnoses <laughs> because a diagnosis is just a label to a collection of symptoms. And a collection of symptoms means something's wrong to a collection of systems. Didn't know that then. So, you know, I was diagnosed with all these things. Um, when I got my cancer diagnosis, I was already a mum uh, to two young teenagers and I was told I had 12 months. So having to tell your kids, mummy won't be here next year, like that's just the worst. So I had surgery for my cancer. I didn't want to do anything else. I wanted to go natural. And unfortunately, surgery was botched and that left me with even more conditions. Mm. And while I was recovering from it, that's when I got the line. So, you know, things just kept snowballing. And it got to a point where I said, look, this has to stop. You know, these doctors just keep giving me these labels. They've already let me down massively by gaslighting me and dismissing me for years. When I said something was wrong, they told me I was imagining it, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they told me I wasn't imagining it, they told me I had a year left. So, you know, kind of didn't trust them. Then they did the surgery, botched that, left me with stenosis in my neck, which caused hypoxia and lymphedema and uh you know so i kind of went right there has to be a better way and that's when i threw myself into natural health i really decided to study what all the systems of the body did and what these collections of symptoms meant for my body so rather than chasing symptoms like we all get taught is okay to do i wanted to repair the systems and i'm still going 
But, you know, that's what I do. It's what I do with my clients every day. It's what I do with my family. And I, I love it. The body has absolutely no excuse to make any sense to us whatsoever. But, wow, it's fascinating. <laughs> yes, so, it is. Yeah. And and I have to applaud you. I mean, it, in one sense, your story is unique because, I mean, we don't get too many people here on the show with as many you know, devastating conditions as you've had. On the other hand, we've had lots of people who have come in telling stories about how they just had, you know, devastating things happen to them in general in life. And then they bounce back and it actually turns into a career path, which you've also done the same thing with. And, and yeah. the thing that's really interesting is in every case, the person who made that big transition, not only did they make the transition, but they loved the work. And I get that sense coming through from you very loud and clear. You love this, don't you? I do. I get so excited, like really nervous butterflies in my stomach, a little bit of imposter syndrome come in every time I do a new intake. But then I see the intake and I'm like, this is so cool. Everybody's body is so different and so amazing. And, you know, I love giving people some answers that maybe they didn't ever hear before. And, you know, I really love it when I hear, why didn't my doctor tell me that? I don't know. Why didn't they? Here it is. It's on your intake form. I, I know just from the uh, the pre-show conversation we all were having that Debbie G is like, you know, chomping at the bit, waiting to <laughs> jump in here. So, Debbie, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. What do you got? Well, first I want to say thank you for being here today. You are hot and heavy on my mind today about what life has been presenting with me. And I got to agree with you. Doctors are practicing something. Medicine. <laughs> something. <laughs> Shit. I'm not going to something. <laughs> I am not. I am not going to discount the medical field. It's there for certain things, for sure. But what I know is that it can be better than it is at the the moment. Now, mm. current. I, I I also have faced numerous numerous. Surgeries. I, I don't know. I call myself a walking autopsy because I've had so many. Like slice, 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 slice. I mean, not to be graphic or anything, guys, but I've had that many surgeries. So now I have a few parts missing and I'm getting older and I just had my iron replaced because I don't absorb iron very well. Something I, I've never done that. Well, maybe my body just needs to learn to do it differently. But what I know with no thyroid, no gallbladder, that I am experiencing some definite stuff going on. One of the things I was curious about were the bile salts. Because, you know, they took my gallbladder out when I had my hysterectomy 20 years ago. And, and I got a staph infection from getting the hysterectomy. Almost died in ICU for four weeks. No food or water by mouth. I was walked out of there. I was this big. It was ridiculous. Gallbladder's gone. I think they took it because they, they were trying to stop this infection. I'm not even sure, really, because I don't really remember. But no one ever said, you're going to need this or this is what, the, oh, no, you're good. You don't need that thing. And come to find out, gallbladder is is sort of like if you had oil in a cup and you put some Dawn dish soap in there and it emulsified it, it emulsifies the fat. That's what the salts do. And I don't even know if I, I have that correctly. That literally just came magic. Like in my life, I heard about this on TikTok, for God's sake. Not my doctors, but TikTok. Telling me about bile salts. And I'm like, oh, my husband who has a compromised liver from, from uh, he doesn't drink anymore, but used to, used to. I'm like, 
why doesn't anybody tell us this shit? It's crazy. So I will start with there. And then, of course, the no thyroid. But I want to, oh, Magic, you're going to be so proud of me because yesterday I, I demanded armor, at least. So armor being a thyroid replacement, everybody who's listening. And I'm getting my adrenals and my cortisol checked because I just want to see what the blood is so I know what to deal with. But that's kind of where it's at right now. But I'm very well aware that there are magical ways to our health that are not anything to do with uh, the medical system. I also know that energetically and etherically, we have some shit going on that we are I, I must not be dealing with or it's like sitting still in there. Liver is anger, if I if I if I'm correct. And do you think this stems from childhood trauma? Certainly does. I feel like a bubblehead. I'm just nodding here. <laughs> okay, let me dissect some of this for you. Please. First of all, before I forget this, your adrenals and your cortisol, the only way to check that is on a Dutch test. So mm. it's a Dutch test that you need to get. A Dutch uh, test. It's a dried urine analysis. So... That is the only thing that's going to show you all the stuff that you need. So make sure you get that. Now, bile salt. I need to interrupt you for for just one second. Uh, We have to throw out the disclaimer. There is no medical advice being given out here. So, okay, we've given the disclaimer. Now you can go ahead. Okay. So bile salts. Yes, your gallbladder processes all fats that come through your body. You kind of need that. Like it's not just something that they can – toss in the scraps bucket it's oh they they there you go same with thyroids but hey they took mine too you know oh you don't need that shit just Uh, you don't ever need to regulate your hormones or your fat and anybody ever wonder why i can be bitchy (laughs) (laughs) we all can when we've been through this stuff so look you do need bile salts normally our gallbladder has all these functions that it just does it catches the overflow of the liver so everything's connected to liver the liver is like a burning furnace 24 7 every chemical every neurotransmitter every enzyme every blood cell every emotion every thought every feeling everything goes through the liver every single day okay when the liver comes across fats it asks the gallbladder to take those on, okay, and so that you can use them to create lipids in the body or you can get rid of them, you can process them. You don't have a gallbladder, yes, you do need to take bile salts, ox bile. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but, you know, it works. It does it. So, yes, I would be taking those. How long is Uh, it going to take? Sorry, how long does it Look, take? With you these you see changes bile? within 30 days. The body reacts okay. very, very quickly to anything. Um, so if you do have a gallbladder, you only need to take the bile salts or advanced Tudka. That's a great supplement that helps the gallbladder. Um, you only need to take these for a short amount of time. So any supplement, you should only be on it for a short amount of time. But without a gallbladder, I would be, you know, without knowing your your full history, I would be looking at taking that for a longer period of time. Now, you mentioned the liver, and so did I. The liver is the lover of the body, okay, because it does so much for us. But, yes, when we drink alcohol like I did for, you know, extended years in our youth, you're going to damage the liver. 
you're going to block it. If your blood gets too thick, it's called uh, sludge. It blocks the liver. They actually call it okay. sludge. Interesting. It's called sludge. Sl- thick, sludgy thick blood. blood is called sludge. Wow. So you can block the liver, which means then you can't process everything that you're supposed to process. And if you're angry, envious, jealous, fearful, they are all emotions of the liver. So if you stay in those emotions for a great period of time, then you can get a lot of liver damage. Tying that back to adverse childhood experiences or ACEs or ACEs, adverse childhood relationship experiences, that can damage the liver because you can become angry. Why did this happen to me? You know, you can trap trauma in all your cells and, of course, that goes through the liver and the liver just keeps seeing anger, 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 jealousy, fear. Like, you know, everything is tied in, everything affects everything else, but if your liver is not working, you've lost your lover. Oh, oh, wow. I mean, that just makes complete sense, you know. I mean, how did that would tie in? So... We're getting an education, aren't we, Neil? Okay. Yeah, so. I'm like, wow. Some, sometimes <laughs> you guys bring someone on that kicks some knowledge about like nutrition and stuff, and I'm just like, I'm writing stuff down. Keep going. <laughs> there you go. I'm curious what you think about. Okay, so what do you think about doing body resets? About resetting the the cellular structure. So whether it be through a water fast or a eighty twenty, meaning eighty vegetable, twenty percent fruit uh, juice for a short, short span of time to just reset, reset the cells. What's your vibe on that? Look, it can work depending on what immune type you are. I used to do a lot of fasting and I found I was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger post-fast. Like I could actually, I did 24 days on water once and I actually gained weight during that time. You know, go figure. Inflammation? Not for my, yeah, well, it's not for my body type. It's not for my immune type, rather. Mm-hmm. So there's actually five immune types. So extended fasting only works for a couple of those. Now, autophagy is great because it cleans up all the dead cells we need to do it, but we don't need to do that in extended fasts or in restrictive eating. We can just simply apply that through time-restricted eating. So finish eating at you know a certain time at night and wait 14 to 16 hours before you eat again. And create like a four to six hour eating window of the day. And that's when you eat what you need, what you want, what your body tells you, but only in that window. And if you're fasting for 14 to 16, eight hours, sorry, 14 to 16 hours a day, you create autophagy. So you clean up all the dead cells. Dead cells lead to cancer. You clean up all the waste. You can help your liver clearance. You can help your mind. Because we know that all of these organs are part of the innate immune system. So we need to support the innate immune system. Uh, like I said, extended fasting, not for everyone. It really depends on your immune type. I like, I like, well, we, we call it intermittent fasting here. And, yeah. um, so you, so we, we call it, we call it autophagy. So when our cells go to autophagy, that is the goal. And, and we love, I love that. Um, I found I had I had good success with with juicing. I just felt better. Um, it was like a total reset, and then and then I felt. But then again, it was you know six years ago when I did that for thirty days, twenty four day water fast. 
Yeah, and I did 92 on juice. So, yeah, I loved it too, and I had abundant energy, but as soon as I stopped it, my buddy went, "Mm, we actually didn't like that, we didn't want to tell you. Mm. So, it told me. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I got to jump in. mm -hmm. My bad, I got to jump in, because I only got like eight minutes before these people call me, but I have to, I'm trying to, you know me, I'm always trying to tie stuff in with the law of attraction, and I've been down a similar rabbit hole to where a doctor tells me something, and then I... Now I'm thinking about it. And it's funny because you said the doctors were telling you you're imagining it. And I, when you think about it, they kind of were right, not in the way they were saying it, but in essence, they were. You were you went home and you thought about it and then manifested worse. And then that was proof. So you thought about that and manifested worse. And that was proof. Then you end up in this spiral until you decide, because it is a decision to not be butthurt, anymore shout out to debbie g (laughs) and then you start thinking different and you pull yourself out of it and now i could see it glowing off of you so if anybody's going to learn any type of lesson for the mental game about this episode i think that should be it at the end of the day like it's written on a shirt thoughts become things when you're sitting there thinking about it and thinking about it you're watering a seed and that seed will grow so I love that we can uh, we can pull from that a great law of attraction tip in addition to something health related, you know, because normally we just go law of attraction. So now we got some supplements and, and exercises, you know, mentally and physically to do with that. So I appreciate that. Definitely. Totally. And, you know, the longer you say I am fat or I am unwell you make it be because your body tries to find proof Hmm. and you're labeling yourself you're giving yourself a diagnosis and so your body will try and prove you right because it goes wow the brain said this it came out of the mouth it must be right i'll make it right (laughs) so you're 100 correct the law of attraction strikes again do you like (laughs) i i actually I was telling Joe, I need to re-listen to Dr. Bruce Lipton. Is it belief of biology or biology of belief? Biology of belief. Biology of belief, which is actually, there's a video I found that was quite fascinating that it was very scientific and you got to stick with it, but oh my gosh, epigenetics is a real thing. So what you were talking about, Neo, epigenetics, and that is the belief system. So I wanted to ask you about that. Exactly what Neo is talking about, epigenetics, the belief system. And um, I love Joe Dispenza's work, too. Uh, you are you are the placebo, which I have on audiobook. It's so good. But those two came up to mind when you were talking, Neo. What do, what's your take on that? My take? <laughs> I love both of those. And, you know, I haven't heard them for a while. I kind of have to go back and listen again. But... You know, what I work with is the PNEI of trauma, which Dr. Gabor Mate wrote about in The Body Says No. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that ties into these things. And that is that every system, as I said, no system works alone. Every system follows on and the P is your psycho. And so what you believe, what what you attach to something, so a thought, a feeling, then sends information to the nervous system. And that creates pain or nervous responses or sympathetic dominance. And then that sends information to the endocrine system, which causes the hot flashes when you're about to 
you know, go public speaking and you tell yourself, I hate public speaking, and all of a sudden you get hot and clammy and, you know, the world changes and you get dizzy. And then that sends information to the immune system. So what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're attaching to something can eventuate in an autoimmune down the track. We ignore the pain. We ignore the endocrine response. And then the immune system, big dog on the block, says, okay, well, you didn't listen to me. You thought this. Now I'm going to make it this. Now it could just be, you know, runny nose or it could be a full autoimmune. So definitely our beliefs, our thoughts, our feelings are so tied in and we really need to be more gentle on ourselves and more accepting that, you know, okay, we can have a thought of something, but it's a passing thought. It doesn't mean anything. We're not attaching it to something. We're not putting all of that energy to it because it will create disharmony in the body. No doubt. Uh, there's something that I wanted to throw in here and, and get your take on uh, a metaphor that we sometimes like to use to describe the role that get, that that um, our thought process, but also our belief system plays in making things happen in you know bringing things on in our lives. And more precisely, in how we respond to signals, signs, you know, indications that come uh, from the universe outside and from internally as well. Uh, and, and the metaphor is, is like it, it starts with a whisper and then it's a nudge and it's a tap on the shoulder and that's a harder tap on the soldier and then it's a shove from behind and then finally they get out the two by four because you haven't been paying attention. And I'm wondering, do you think that metaphor actually applies to the world of health as well? 100%. In the innate immunity or functional health solutions community, uh, which I'm part of, we often talk about whispers becoming screams because if you don't listen to the whispers, you know, which could be an ache or pain, it could be an allergy, it could be um, psoriasis, you know, it will become a scream and that will be full-blown autoimmune or polyautoimmunity or cancer or whatever. So, yeah, you really do have to listen to your body. You have to be in tune with it. And something, unfortunately, is over the past several decades, we've been told stop listening to our bodies. <laughs> you know, we've been told the doctors, the medicines, the whatever, I'm not going to get, you know, too naughty here, but a lot of things cover that symptom. That symptom is no good. Got a runny nose? Take something got a headache, take something, you know, don't listen to those whispers, cover it up, stop the symptom. And the problem is the root cause is still there. So it starts gaining momentum like a stone going down a hill, collects stuff, you know, becomes an avalanche. And when you hit with the avalanche, there's not a lot you can do. You can't outrun it. So we really do have to listen to the whispers. It's kind of like the question, <clears throat> excuse me, that Abraham Hicks gets, when, you know, when somebody's in the hot seat and uh, the question from the hot seat is, well, if let's say you're, you, you, you've fallen out of an airplane and you don't have a parachute, what can, how can you attract landing softly on the ground? And that's where Abraham says, well, isn't that a little bit weight to ask? <laughs> yeah. You had all these opportunities up until then. You're asking Ben, really? <laughs> but that's the whole thing. So you get in the plane, you've got this gut feeling, oh, something's happening. Maybe I shouldn't get on the plane. No, I'll get on the plane anyway. You know, maybe uh, it's a passenger plane and you get the wrong seat and you get angry at the moment 
that you got the wrong seat, but it's the universe telling you this is not meant to be happening today. You shouldn't be here. And then you hear something with, you know, with the takeoff gear and you hear a noise and you go, oh, no, no, something's wrong. That's when you need to be looking for the parachute, okay, (laughs) because your gut is telling you something is going on. And in life we dismiss those gut feelings and, you know, the gut is the second brain. We really do need to listen. But it does raise a very important question because, like you said, you need to get at the root causes, but most of us really don't know what the root causes are. We really don't know how to use these signals that come our way. So when we get a signal, I mean, like we've been kind of, we, we haven't been when trash talking the medical industry, but we've been pointing out, you know, there are, there are gaps in, yeah. in what they give us. Okay. So especially if it's something where the medical industry really isn't giving us what we need, what do we do? You seek someone who looks for root cause. You look for your uh, your health detective, if you want. That's what we're known <laughs> as. And you look for someone who asks you lots of questions because it's all in history. Everything is in the history and everything you say on your history or your intake form is important. You know, I have clients say to me, oh, I'm sorry I wrote that on my form. It's probably not important. And I go, actually, it really, really is. And thank you for writing that on the form because that now tells me something else. So it's all in history. I have a question. That's very consistent, by the way. I just want to mention that's very consistent with just about everything else we talk about where mindset and law of attraction are concerned. It's all, it is all in the history. So just want to throw that in there, but go ahead, Neo. I want to throw this out to everybody and you tell me what you think. When I was in flight school, because I'm a pilot, um, towards the end, it was about three quarters of the way through. I'll never forget it. Twice on the way to school, which, you know, you can't cancel. It's $200 an hour. You already paid. On the way there, I was like, don't do it. Don't go up today. Like I had that gut feeling, like don't do it. But I went anyway and I was fine. Obviously I'm still here. So like, where would you guys... Law of attraction wise, why, why did that come to me out of nowhere after six months of, or five months of flying three times a week? Why? And, you know, like I said, I came out okay. So what was the real purpose in that intuitive dot, dot, dot? I think it's important to remember that a sign or a signal is not necessarily what it seems on the surface. Like, for instance, one of my wife's favorite ways to describe uh, how you deal with running into construction when you're driving. You know, what, what are the possible reasons for running into it? Well, one of them perhaps is just to slow you down. Another one is because it's, uh, the universe is trying to get you to go in a different direction because it's something that it wants you to find over there. A third one is that, well, you actually really don't want to go faster than that because there's something waiting for you on the other side of the construction that if the construction weren't there, it would affect you. But with the construction slowing you down, you got through it okay. I mean, there's a whole range of possibilities of what could be going on that you don't see. So that that's actually one of the toughest things with signs and signals because very often, yeah. like you point out, we really don't know what happened. So so the, the, the real challenge here is to develop a trust, a belief that something is being told to me that I may not know the final result on, but it's something's being told to me. And if I follow it, I'm going to end up with, with a better situation than I would have if I didn't follow it. So reversing the script on that since, because I, I didn't follow it and 
I'm like trying, I'm like, I'm trying to think about, I would try to think about the way life is laid out. Mm-hmm. And, and when you try to try to reverse psychology, I guess, revert, not reverse psychology, but reverse your way out of that. I'm just questioning. Well, well, it's not so much necessarily that you could have gotten hurt. Remember, there's also the possibility of a better op- opportunity that you dismiss because you decided to go flying that day. It may not have been anything to do with something dangerous. Maybe that, I don't know, maybe there, if you had stayed on the ground, there was somebody who was going to offer you a speaking gig that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Or I would have won the lottery. Oh, you won the lottery. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities. That's the point. I we don't really know what listened. they are. But, but it's not just, it's not just traumatic things. There's like a whole range of possibilities. And, oh, you know, maybe you, that was a that was total BS too. Like getting in that plane as I'm taking off, I'm like, yo, come on. <laughs> Mind you, I'm that... the thoughts become things king, and you know how powerful we are when we're thinking it. So it's like that was just the worst. But yeah, I'm so sorry. maybe that thought was just for you to be more present when you mm-hmm. got into the plane. Could be, and That's it was, what I was just thinking. to stop you and shake you for a second and go, okay, you actually really need to be in this moment. I was thinking that I was going to That's get good. complacent with my pre-flight procedures there and to take extra care because there's a half an hour. No, there's about 45 minutes actually worth of stuff you're doing, checking the plane on the floor before you start it. After you start it, you have a run-up that takes like 10 minutes where you're doing different things. So I, I, I took it as a sign to just be extra careful with that because mm-hmm. uh, yep. I've, I've slipped before. You know, everybody gets a little complacent after you've been doing something for a couple of years or whatever. So... That's a, that was a, that was the only way I could take it. <laughs> it makes sense. I was like, take something better. <laughs> I'm really glad that you made it through that, Neo. Me too. And actually, I think it is for more awareness because I think we do get complacent. Like when we're driving, now I'm going to get in my car in a little bit and I'm going to be thinking about this. Exactly. Staying, staying present because I can trail off in my car and get my tunes going and just be like <laughs> all up in my daydreamy self. Really good stuff. I so talk to me about what did you do? What did you do, uh, Magic? That that start. I know you you know jumped into holistic health and things, but talk walk me through a day. Talk to me about what you do, and also as far as your own health is concerned, from my, mind, body, and spirit. Okay. Well, my day starts when my alarm goes, and it's not an alarm that blares. I'm going to give a plug here to Deep Forest. I love their music. And so my alarm is a deep forest tune from their Sweet Lullaby album. And so it just gently wakes me up just really calmly, so there's no shock to the system. Mm -hmm. And my body knows when I hear that beautiful calm music, it's time to start waking up. So I give myself a little bit of time. I never hit snooze, but I give myself about five, ten minutes to just calmly wake up. Open my eyes, I lie in bed for a minute, I say, wow, today's a great day. I'm alive. Then I get up, don't have my shower yet, put some clothes on, uh, except for today, <laughs> and I go straight outside. So I normally wake up around sunrise. Whether my alarm goes or not, sun starts coming up, I'm awake. So I go outside and I go for about a 45-minute to an hour walk, and I activate the bacteria in my gut making serotonin to make melatonin for the next evening's sleep. I come home, I drink a litre of structured water, and then I jump in my sauna, super hot for about 55 minutes. So that kind of two hours of routine before I've even had a shower gets me started. Now I will have a shower. I do a lot of thinking in the shower. I actually have um, 
little board on the side of my shower. Really? So, wow. yeah, so I, all my great thoughts come to me. So I'll write yeah, down you, things. You write them down. That's that. Yeah. You took an extra step there. That's good. Yep. I write down uh, things that need to be done. That, might I suggest yeah. laminated paper? Like if you have yeah. an affirmation list or something, you could read to yourself a paragraph about your day or whatever and laminate it. Leave it in the cool shower. Cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I do my thinking there and then I get up, feed the cats and, you know, get on my day. I will check my emails in the morning when I first come to my desk. And unless something pops up that's urgent or someone sends me a text, hey, I'm sending you an important email, I won't check it again till halfway through the day. So I really only look at the emails three times a day. Uh, when I start work, halfway through the day, and when I finish work, I clear everything off. Um, I write myself things on a lot of scraps of paper <laughs> at the start of the day, and by the end of the day, all those scraps of paper need to be in the bin. They need to be accounted for. And if they're not, they go over to my left-hand side to a little uh, magnet that I've got there, and it means that I need to put those on for the next day. So, yeah, I'm consulting during the day. I take a lot of breaks because I work from home. And when I'm doing that, I'm outside in my veggie gardens or I'm playing with my cats or I'm, you know, playing with the kids. I mean, my kids are now 20 and 23. But we do live-action medieval role play, so we'll go across the road to the park and, you know, bash the heck out of each other with our weapons on my breaks. It is kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what my day looks like. In the evening, I make sure I have dinner with the kids every night and that's our time to debrief, discuss what the day was, you know, what's going on in your life kind of thing. I mean, they come in and out of the office all day and chat to me and whatever. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of how my day rolls. Um, for my health, apart from my morning routine, I do supplement and uh, so it depends on what I'm focusing on with my health at that point. But, yeah, I kind of just listen to my body. If I don't feel like working, then I won't work. If I can move things, if I don't have client appointments, I will move things to a day that my body says it's okay to do this now. So yesterday, for example, my back was a bit janked up, so there was no way I was sitting at my desk all day, absolutely no way. So I spent the whole day outside. And, uh, you know, so I really listen to my body now. Which is a skill, by the way. I really think I like yeah. that. And an art. It's all of those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what's there's, your... there's deep, intricate sections, and you need to yeah. know them all. Yeah. You know, the more you know, the better you are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's been a lot of uh, stuff going, coming around about doing parasite cleanses, doing, like, powder arco, all kinds of stuff like that. What's your vibe on on all of these things? Are they is it necessary? Is it something that you do? Not necessary if it's not a problem. Again, it's all in history. That's <laughs> so, true. It's not. That's true. Yeah. Look, everyone's different. You know, some people do have parasites, and yeah, a parasite cleanse is a great idea. But if you don't have parasites and you do a parasite cleanse, you can actually be depleting the body. So it really depends on if that's something you need to do, not something you want to do. Um, Pal Darko, again, not for everybody. So, you know, it, everyone's different. All our situations are different. It really comes down to the history. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. 
That's good. awesome. Like what's your so? What's your favorite healthy food or food that Ooh. that garden? <laughs> favorite healthy food at the moment because it's winter. I love a winter salad, which is uh, grated beetroot, grated carrot, and a little bit of uh, thyme, a little bit of rosemary, and a little bit of MCT oil for me. Um, so I mix that up. That's my winter salad. So it's kind of what I'm on at the moment. Um, in summer, my favorite food is watermelon. I just can't go past it. But it's <laughs> got to be watermelon with seeds because, you know, fruits are supposed to have seeds. They are. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard about this. I heard two things. One, baby carrots. Have you ever grown a baby carrot? I've never seen a baby carrot. I have, but it's usually it's because it's stunted because it didn't get enough nutrients. So, yeah, but you it, know, it's not something yeah. I would go and buy. <laughs> here in the United States, we have bags of things called baby carrots. Yeah, we and have them just, here too. They're so cute too, little baby carrots. <laughs> And it's just been picked way too early. Well, actually, oh, they're actually genetically mod. They're modified. Oh, wait, it gets it gets good. So what they do is they take the crappy carrots and they make the baby carrots out of the crappy carrots that didn't make the grade. I mean, and I sat there and went, "Geez, no wonder." So yeah, I love that. Insert face palm emoji right here. Seriously, right? I know. Don't mess with nature. It's just, it's nuts. What about, okay, seed oils. Um, I have been, we have been avid, just advocates for reading the label, deeply yeah. reading the label, not, yeah. not how much salt or sodium. I mean, what's actually in it. And, and where was it made? <laughs> where was it made is a whole other thing. And then like whether yeah. or not that avocado, no, avocado oil being olive oil and olive oil not being real if it's blended and it has to be sort of like the coffee has to be single origin. There's some stuff. The fact of the matter is what boils down to is we, we've, there's some things that get put into our food mm. here in the United States, especially we get, we have stuff that we still do here. That's banned over there. So, yeah, and, and vice playing. versa. We do stuff here that there's no way it would fly there. So. Serious? Okay, what? A, well, I think we all should. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, but like, what's your? Any? Are there any seed oils that are good for you? I'm not a big fan of seed oils. I'm really not. By the time uh, you crush a seed, you release the oil. It's already rancid. Like if it has to go on a shelf at all, it's it's not good. You're better off, you know, making pure seed oils yourself by crushing the seeds, harnessing the oil right then and there. Otherwise, it's no good. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of oils. Like I said, I use MCT oil here. Um, we use it to cook with. I use it on my salads. Uh, one of my sons has LPS, so he can't have it without it being kind of cooked with. Um, so yeah, look, that's probably the only oil that we do here. Um, but yeah, you know, geez, don't just Coconut read your oil. labels, ask questions. I have to agree with that. Yeah. Ask those, ask those questions. Um, what do you, yeah, coffee, coffee was like, I have one cup of coffee a day. Not everybody thinks that coffee is great, but there is something that we changed with coffee. One yep. is, and that is getting single origin coffee only. And I have, I use a French press and that's it. So it's not going through plastic or anything like that in a coffee maker. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, coffee is one of those things that can really harbour mould. So if you're dealing with mould issues, uh, if you've oh, got no. a DH to immune type, coffee's not the thing for you. How do you find out your immune type and how in the world do you know if it has mold? And how would you know if you had mold? Uh, wow. <laughs> how long have you got? <laughs> all day. Well, I was supposed to see the doctor in an hour, but all day. <laughs> <laughs> so mold has a number of symptoms, like probably too many to list off here, but pretty much it cloaks the immune system. So it's the great survivor in life. It suppresses every immune type. Doesn't matter which immune type you are, it suppresses them all. Mold is used in warfare. Mold is also used in medicine. We know it as penicillin and things like that. Yeah. It survives. So you have pathogens and you have parasites. They all want you to be alive. They need a host. Mold doesn't care because once it's done with you, it's a decomposer. It moves on to the next thing as you're decomposing, as it starts oh that process God. on you. Oh, so, I just, oh, I get. I just got a visual on that. I, it's pretty gross, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Lord, we're de. It's decomposing us. So, how do you yeah. even find out if you have mold? Well, what you have to do. Yeah, you have to do a root cause analysis with me and my team, or with any of the other innate immunity practitioners. Um, we can tell you that you've got mold. We can look at that history form. Uh, the other thing there is that immune types, you know, we can work out what immune type you are. And like I said, there's five so far that we know of. There's more research into that now going on. So, you know, that's super important. You can't expect one food or one superfood or one supplement to be okay for everyone. It, it just doesn't work like that. Um, so, yeah, you need to be in touch with someone that that's their thing, that's their jam, that's what they do. Uh, but back to mold, yeah. It's nasty. And, you, you know, yeah, I had mold toxicity for quite a while. We lived in a moldy house. And this is my point is you can leave a moldy house or you can stay in it and you can, you know, people think I'll bleach it, I'll cut it out, whatever. It's already in you. It sends off spores. So it gets into your furniture. It gets into your soft furnishings, your clothes, gets into you. You leave that house, you go somewhere else. You're taking the mold with you. So it's something that you really need to address and address properly. Um, and you know, the top mold harboring foods are coffee and chocolate. Well, so you've got to be really careful where you buy that from and what you do with it. I buy it from coffee bean. <laughs> <laughs> Ask them. Can you guarantee there's no mold in this? Oh, I'm. Oh, yeah. I could just see. They're probably. I guess, I. I wonder if they know. Okay, that's. <laughs> I probably doubt it. These cute little teenagers that are doing their job. You know, hey, you have mold. Make them cry. Whatever you do, don't make them cry. I want to know if you've got mold in your coffee. What do you mean mold? Well, because. <laughs> do you test that? No, <laughs> We found a new business, the mold testing kit. Actually, maybe there should be someone a... around that does that. Why doesn't somebody have a? That's just. I mean, look. And the reason I'm grossed out right now is because we had a leak in the window here, and I now it like I've noticed that it's a little musky, and I've thought mm. about oh my God, what if there's mold? 
Ew. Now I'm, ew. <laughs> That's sort of the same thing with the parasites. I'm, ew, yeah. by both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're both, yeah. I mean, well, all of terrible. it. Well, look, I watched the fabulous Fungi, and we are nothing more than mold on the sandwich, I'm telling you. But, you know, we need to be the alpha here, not the mold. <laughs> <laughs> well, mold, mold aside, only about 40% of our cells are actually human. The rest are viral, bacterial, and fungal. So, you know, we are an ecosystem in ourselves, and mm, we have beautiful. to understand that, that we are not the supreme beings because we're actually made up of other things. So, you know. Actually, that, that leads to an interesting question. I, I've had a guest on um, a couple times over the last two months, two and a half months or so, um, who is an advocate of hydrogen therapy. And from what he's been telling me, there's, first of all, there's not been a whole lot of medical research into hydrogen, which blows my mind because any chemical in the body, any molecule in the body is made up of carbon, oxygen, and hydrogen. Oxygen gotten a lot of attention from the medical community, probably more than almost anything else. Carbon gotten a fair amount. Hydrogen, it's like it's the poor sister or something. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't get any attention. And I don't understand that. So, I mean, what, what, what do you know about that? I don't know enough about it because okay. there's not much research on it and I read research. So well, apparently there's a great uh, yeah. deal in Japan from, from what this guy's been telling me, Japan is the one country that has not only done a tremendous amount of research, but They've actually gotten the government on board and they have legalized hydrogen treatments. So, I mean, Japan apparently is way ahead of the rest of the world on this. So if you want to look stuff up, look into Japan. Look but into Japan. I'm, I'm still blown away at how little the medical community knows about. It. And, and to make matters even worse, here in the U.S., of course, we have a number of different, you know, health industry standards and, and bodies and so forth. Um, the National Institutes for Health, their, their stance on hydrogen is there's a lot of very interesting uh, research on small mammals and so forth that really does suggest we need to learn more because there could be some very efficacious treatments there. The FDA doesn't want to have anything to do with it, and a large chunk of the physician population deliberately label it as a scam. So the U.S. medical population can't even agree on what their response is to one of the most basic uh, atoms in the body, hydrogen. I I'm still blown away yeah. by that. <laughs> just yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking my at math like, is zip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just saw some really interesting stuff. Now I'm going to be on a whole new, down another rabbit hole. Okay. Well, well I, I went deep off the rabbit hole because I bought this hydrogen machine that this guy was talking about. Because oh, you did I, do at, it. At the end of the last episode that he was on, he mentioned, oh, by the way, it also um, has uh, effectively helped people to reverse macular degeneration. Well, I've got macular degeneration. And okay. all of a sudden I sat up and said, Okay, because the doctor is telling me that's irreversible. You're going to go blind. That's what they told me 15 years ago. I can still see. But you're going to go blind, and there's nothing we can do about that. So to hear there's actually something I could do about it, I said, okay, I'm willing to spend the money to save my eyesight. Okay. Well, I'm really glad that you did that. I think that's wonderful. I'm and really going to be – We'll see. I don't know I'm yet. Gonna be, I'm going to be super excited to hear about that. All right, I want to do a little shift to talk about bioidentical hormones. Okay. And see, okay, because just the regular standard of hormones have changed, and both for men and women, and a lot in the very in the holistic industry are using bioidentical hormones, 
And that's actually what my doctor prescribes, which is what I'm going to be talking about today. So, but for men and women, this is a thing. As we get older, we stop producing some of the stuff we used to. I don't know if it's especially for women, but it seems like it's more so for, for women. So I'm curious about what your take is on bioidentical hormones. Look, that can be a really tough playing field. Um, they can be great if in the right circumstances, and they can be really detrimental and dangerous if not. So, again, it comes down to the history, you know, my take on it, they are good in some circumstances. Um, but men and women both reach a point in life where they stop making hormones from the brain ovary or brain gonadal axis and they start making them from the brain adrenal axis. And so, you know, that's where if your hormone balance isn't right, the pregnenolone's not right, you know, you can convert things to the wrong type of hormone. You know, there's a lot going on there. That's a whole minefield. Again, you know, history all comes to the yeah. history. Well, I was, I was surprised. I was expecting it to come back with estrogen and progesterone or, you know, estradone shot. And instead I came back with testosterone shot. Like there is none. It's minus. It's not detectable. Yeah. yeah. Which leads it back over to the thyroid again. Yeah. The, the no thyroid and the thyroid medicine, which is why I switched to armor, which is a dissected, uh, Natural desiccated thyroid. Yep. Desiccated. I was trying to think of that word. Yep. Thank you for saying that. I also <laughs> I found I also found a company in New Zealand that has cow uh, that word uh, thyroid desiccated. Desic- <laughs> that too. We're gonna put that up on the screen. I swear to God, this place is this place is rad, and I'm gonna order some stuff. But you know, I and thank you for your your beautiful answer on the bioidentical uh, thy- uh, stuff. Okay, so I know stuff. You just Anyway, um, right. So what? NDT, natural desiccated thyroid, is a yes. T4 T3 combination. Yeah. Most things like Synthroid, Levothyroxine are T4 only. Correct. You need T3. Okay, That's what so I T3 thought. is made in the liver, the gut, the kidneys. It's actually made in all the cells, but they're the main three that make it. Comes back to the liver, your lover again, and uh, you know you need that combination. Modern medicine, I'm not going to try and get myself in trouble here, but they have got this kick of issuing T4 only synthetic thyroid. Mm-hmm. First of all, your body can't accept it, it's synthetic. Second of all, you need the T3. So I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. But yeah, NDT, if you need to take thyroid hormones, that is the safer way to go. Thank you. I, I, been doing some research and that's really what I wanted. And I, yeah. and I got my way with this, but I'm going to tell you, we were talking, Walt was talking earlier about the thump in the head. If you're not going to listen, if you're just, yeah. or you were talking about the little signs, mine was my hair start. My hair has been falling out and I've got, I love my hair. I really do. And when it starts, just, it just keeps coming out. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe I love it was your hair sh- too. You got beautiful hair. So yeah. thank you. It was in shock over the iron. So I'm thinking, okay, so maybe that's an after effect and that can happen. But no, I, with some of the other things going on and finding out about bio salts and whatnot. So yeah, there's been some big stuff with, with all of this, but my hair started and that's what after the iron, I thought, okay, I'll give it a month to get better. And it didn't, it kept going. 
And I went, oh, no, no, no. That's why I went and had the hormones checked. Now I'm like, so that's where I'm at at this moment. So having no testosterone in my body, that's an interesting thing. I was quite shocked about it. Yeah, you kind of need it. So we all have male and female hormones. Yeah. That's what we know as male and female. They're not really. They're estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, pregnenolone, aldosterone. We need all of them. Okay. And this has to be a fine balance. Yeah. What we see is, you know, we get now men with moobs. And why? Because they're drinking out of plastic water bottles. They're drinking a coffee from, you know, a takeaway coffee cup with a plastic lid. They're getting too many estrogens. We see women getting hoarser and tougher and, you know, lots more hairs on the chin because they've got too much testosterone or they can have too little. Like it's a really fine balance and we need all of these things. There's nothing that's black and white about any of these. Thank you. And that's, I, well, a couple of things came up for me, you know, I've had to work on my mindset about this too, because be getting older is one thing having, and I had a hysterectomy, but I kept the ovaries. So I'm postmenopausal. I kind of figured I was going to just sort of slide past that all. And I wasn't going to deal with any of it. And I thought I was going to get out of the whole menopausal thing and not get older. Just be like, fine. I was pissed. But I found out, I was like, shit, what do you mean? I have to deal with freaking hormones. What? I have a joke about that. Not, and it's not supposed to include me, you know, it's a real, uh, as getting, as, as I step into, I'll be 55 in January. And I'm thrilled about that because I've had enough happen that I shouldn't be here either. And I love that, but I am. And we're glad by all. Well, shit, by all right, right and purposes and everything I've had happen. Oh, God, I don't even the fact that I'm walking this planet's a crack up. And I love that. But, you know, where I sit right now is my my attitude is about doing what you said, and that is getting to the root cause. And so I kind of want to circle back around. There are some root causes in here, and I need to discover what those are, because I absolutely this is not acceptable and I'm not doing it. So there you have it. And one thing I'm going to leave you with today, because I do have to get to another interview, is that my team on our website, we have a services page and we have a thing there called a root cause analysis. So if you hit the book now button on our services page, you can book a root cause analysis anywhere in the world. And we send you a 17 page intake form. How crazy, right? And we get. Yeah, we get all of those answers that we need. And then we do a Zoom chat with you if you're not in Australia, phone chat if you are, and we go through that form and you leave the root cause analysis with some answers, some answers that we've, you know, pulled out of your history because we're the health detectives. And so we find that for you and we tell you, you can work with us at that point or we can part ways, you know, with a smile and a, hey, here's your information that you needed. And simple as that. Well, I think you're a rock star and I'm really, I'm tripled, quadruple grateful that you are here today and that you have blessed us and the airways with your magic. I like the magic. That's cute. Magic. I love love the fact that it's magic. It's your name. That's a great name. (laughs) Very descriptive, very evocative. Yeah. No doubt about that. It's going to be a pleasure to send people to you. 
And, and by the way, we will include uh, a link to your root cause analysis page in the show notes. So there'll be a nice, easy way right. for people to get there. So, yeah, but thank you. And thank you for the work that you do, not just uh, with your with the people who come to you as clients, but just by reaching out to the world and, and sharing information that's vitally inf- important information. Thank you on behalf of the people who you'll never see and never hear who are getting that information. And thank you for everyone listening because, yeah, we really do need to understand that we are a body. We are a collection of things. We are an ecosystem. And, you know, we have to be respectful of that mm-hmm. as we do every other ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also a, an appreciation too. I mean, it's an appreciation of that ecosystem. I think it's an appreciation of our bodies. It's an appreciation of ourselves as, you know, spiritual beings having a physical experience. It's, it's appreciation across the board, really, because totally. that's, you know, that, that appreciation. Well, we all know that that's, it's the appreciation that first of all makes the life worthwhile. And second of all, it helps us get to where we want to get to. Um, but that, that total package of appreciation is, I think it's unmatched. I don't think there's anything that's really better than, than that, in my opinion, anyway. So yes, but anyway, thank you very much. Uh, tell us also, I, I, we'll include this in the link, but tell us what the website is too, because people need to know what Yeah, it's www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au and that's holistic with a W. All right. So we'll make sure that we include that in the link. And uh, Debbie G is off to take care of her stuff. Good luck with uh, with, with your your visit there, and I hope they're able Thank to you. help you straighten some stuff out. I know you got some good stuff out. Is there any any particular takeaway you think of that's like the top of the list? The top of the list is get to the root cause. Get to the uh-huh. root cause of what's going on, and that there's many different uh, different pathways. Considering that we have at least five different immune immune systems that we're dealing with, or I don't know if I said that right. Immune types, yeah. Immune, immune, immune types, and also to be gentle with ourselves. And I loved that you brought up structured water because structuring water, do you do that out in the sun, by the way? I do that, and I also use essential oils, fulvic and humic minerals, salt, and vitamin C. Okay, sweet. Structured water is an amazing thing. Everybody should check into Dr. Emoto, uh, Dr. Emoto's work. Uh, just just to see what structured water is all about because it's powerful. We are ourselves. And the other takeaway is to that we're an ecosystem and to respect it. So thank you. Yeah. You have been fa- fabulous, Malcolm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for uh, having me, for your listeners, for listening to me. And, yeah, I've got to run. And you can see why I like Debbie G, by the way, Magic. I mean, I asked for one takeaway. She gave me three. Right? I know, right? It's, it's an abundance <laughs> of takeaways. <laughs> I have great active listening. I talk a lot because my mouth makes me money, but I swear to you, I have great freaking active listening. You've got me. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, Magic. We really appreciate your visit. Thank you, WG. Neil, had to to log off, but we'll see you all next time as well. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.